Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. We are the Hounds of Zar. He's Wayne. He's Rod. He's Dave. I'm Ish. Ish. And you're listening to the Gravity Beard Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. This is episode 28 and the first episode of the new year. We're recording today in Studio K. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Today we meet YouTube star Lisa Gale, the performer of the song The Three Second Rule. She recently joined us in studio to tell us what it was like to go viral. We'll also meet the Hounds of Czar. They're a band from Swansea, South Wales, UK, over 4,600 miles away. They're responsible for the cover version of the three-second rule you're hearing right now. Finally, stick around until the end of the episode when I'll play the original version in its entirety. It all starts now. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Okay, I'm sitting here with Lisa Gale. Lisa, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. Let's get started here. In early fall of 2011, uh, Rebecca Black went viral with her song Friday. Uh, Just a few months after that, your own debut, Three Second Rule, came out. Today that video has over one million followers. Right. Where did the idea come from? Actually, I'm a hairdresser also, and um, I had some longtime clients, and that was a rule in their marriage. And um, I asked them if I could a song about that rule, so... That's where it came from. Where did you shoot the video? We shot the video, oh my goodness, uh, at the Bedford School. There's that antique school, you know, it was a school a long time ago, and now they have weddings and stuff like that, so we shot it over there. Are there any mistakes in the video that that you know about that the casual viewer wouldn't notice? Define mistake. (laughs) Well, are you... Come, come up with your own. Come up with your own. Your own definition. <laughs> but you know, you know, um, something you might have missed in editing, or something. You know, you didn't want to go back and redo the choreography, or. Well, you know, I'll just pro- say problems I mean, with one of the this props. Is, this is probably the funny thing was, um, of course, because I became educated once this all, you know, went viral anyway. For sure. So um, probably when my top blew up, I would say that was. I mean. Me and my producer kind of argued over <laughs> that that scene, mm-hmm. you know. And I said, I I don't I don't think that needs to be in there. And he said, Oh, it's gonna be fine. It'll be fine, you know. And did you get any, <laughs> get any any backlash specifically about that moment? Oh yes. And so that so, was the main. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was okay. All right. It was. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, a lot of people made comments about that, you know. Do you still have the road sign? Yes. Where do you keep it? It's in my backyard. You were into music as a teenager. Uh, then you put it down for a long time uh, before picking it up again just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. What happened in those years in between, and, and what made you come back to it at the time that you did? Well, you know, of course, choices in our life, <laughs> you know, make us um, uh, affect what we can and cannot do. And when I was in high school, 
um, my senior year, I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So that limited, you know, a lot of things that I was able to do. And so I did not go to college. You know, I became a mom. And, um, you know, I was in that marriage for a while. And then um, we divorced. And so I would say that for the longest time, I was just raising kids. And I put my family before myself. And... It was just lots of years of doing that, and then I just decided one day that, you know, I wanted to do some things that I was interested in, and so. So, talk about that moment specifically. What was it that triggered that moment where you said, I'm ready to go pursue this thing? During that time before that, I had gained a lot of weight and kind of went through a depression uh, time in my life for various reasons, and in 2010, I started planning my high school reunion and was on that committee. Mm. And I had I had been trying to lose weight and had lost a little bit, but got, got kind of got stuck on a plateau. So I tried a program where I had lost, you know, quite a bit of weight. And so while I was planning my reunion, I met up with one of my classmates, and she had been taking voice lessons, and she had never done anything with music. Mm. And so I thought, that's what I want to do is something with voice, you know. So she got me in touch Um, with Desi, who ended up producing, you know, Three Second Rule. So I started taking voice lessons with him. And that first year that I started taking that, he kind of encouraged me to start writing songs. And so by the end of that year, I had attempted to write about eight songs. And so he would co-write them, you know, and change them to the melodies that he wanted to put with them. And I I wasn't hearing melodies at the time of all that. I was just writing lyrics. So... He took um, those, and then um, at the end of that year was when I decided that I wanted to put a video to the three-second rule and just see what happened. In one of your videos, you mentioned that you wanted the song to go viral. Yes. Were you confident that it would, and and how did you know? (laughs) Well, I am a very spiritual person, and I, um, I pray about everything that I do. I mean, I don't do anything without doing that. And God had spoken to me about that that situation of, of my music. Just as I walked along that path, there was a study that we did at our church, and it just, each thing guided me to that next um, level, I guess, or next layer or whatever. And um, I just had had a prompting about that, it was when God told David that he was going to make him famous <laughs> and uh, blind him from his enemies and prosper him and his family. And that just had a big impact on me. And I just kept on, you know, that was just a dwelling inside of me. And I began to tell Desi and a Bible study leader that I had at that time, we're going to be famous. <laughs> And um, I just I told I told Desi on a monthly basis for probably a year. Wow! And he would just kind of laugh and <laughs> just we would just go on, you know. And I'd just say it's going to happen. And then two weeks before it went viral, I told the Bible study leader. I said I'm still standing on that verse where God told David, <laughs> you know, I'm actually the verse is I'm going to make you a great name. And, but when our preacher was telling this story, he was saying, I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to blind you from your enemies and prosper you and your family. And so anyway, I told her I was still standing on that verse. And I said, and I think I even said to the Lord one day, 
if you want it to go viral, you can take it viral or something like that. But I mean, I, yeah. I just had a, I just had that feeling that that's what was going to happen. Talk about the response after the video came out. As it started, it's like each day it doubled, you know, and I would send, you know, a message to Desi and I would say, now we're at this many, now we're at this many, now we're at this Mm -hmm. many, you know, as it went. And then it was on Friday morning when that morning we got a call from a real good friend of mine and she said, Kiss FM is talking about the video and they're not talking very nice. <laughs> mm. And you need to tell Lisa, you know, because I don't know what y'all are going to want to do about that, you know. And so at the time, we got to talking, you know, about it. And he, I just said, oh, this is just way more than what I thought it was going to be. You know, because what happened was that was all connected to my, my Yahoo account. So every comment that came in that was starting to flood in. You were were getting emails. Yes. Oh, dear. Yes. (laughs) And so I was just going, oh, my goodness, this is a whole nother world. And so um, we just made the call to to take it off. For how long was the video posted before you made that decision? I, I think almost a week. Because then after I took it down, then my kids and my family was going, why did you do that? <laughs> you don't want to do that. Why did you take it down? Yeah, why did you take it down? And don't let don't let what other people are saying affect what you want to do and what your you know, dream is. So you had clear expectations that the video was going to go viral. But how prepared were you for, for the negative response? <clears throat> I was really surprised. So that's not something you anticipated? No. Okay. No, I did not at all. But I also, I didn't know that much about it, so I didn't know that that really was a good thing, too, you know, until I was interviewed with the Star-Telegram, you know, and he was going, oh, no, this is not a bad thing. (laughs) This is a good thing. You know, and then he was like, you have more hits than some people do on some of the, you know, like, American Idol and stuff like that. So he said, for you to have that many hits is a good thing. You know, so then once I realized that, the whole thing has been a learning process anyway, you know, and that you're always going to have haters and even everybody does, you know. You made some comments about Re- Rebecca Black about how you really admired how, <clears throat> just her. About, about her experience and what she so I did. Talk about that a little bit. Well, of course, everybody kept saying, this is Rebecca Black's mother, <laughs> you know, some of the mm-hmm. hater comments on there. And I thought, well, who is Rebecca Black? You know, and so I began to research her and I thought she was a precious girl. And she had, you know, her video had taken a turn like that, too, with a bunch of haters. And, you know, she kind of done the same thing I had done. But I think she's she's doing well, you know, too. She performs mm-hmm. and you know, still making music and yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> doing great. So, so a couple of years after her video, she made a response video herself. Yes. Did yes. you see the video? I have seen that. So she took a very humorous approach. <laughs> yes. She was very self-deprecating about it. How do you see your own viral video several years later? Well, I wouldn't change anything today that I did. You know, I loved, you know, everything that we did. I loved the way it was produced. I loved the song and, um, you know, like I said, even lots of people that are <laughs> really famous, you know, have lots of haters. And once I've seen that and seen how really people do, I, now I just let it 
you know, if I see something come in, I just let it roll off and it doesn't, I'm not going to let it affect me, you know. I think that's the healthiest and most appropriate response. Yeah. But we're human. Right. That's a really hard thing to do. Right. Is there a struggle for you to do that? Not anymore. You know, it was, I think, in the very beginning, my feelings got hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I mean, I can't, I can't lie about that. But I think, you know, me and Desi talked about that and worked through it. And I just, I love what I'm doing so much that I just thought I'm not going to let somebody dictate to me what I'm going to do, you know. And then when I started really having a relationship with all of my fans and stuff like that, that just changed everything. Were you relatively new to social media and just... Yes. At the time that that happened, I didn't even have an account. I remember in the very beginning, my Facebook fan page, people coming on going, how come there's nobody here? You know what I mean? Because they were like the first ones Mm -hmm. on that deal. And then as it, you know, started evolving, it just became a, a regular growing, you know, of a fan base that was wonderful. A lot of this was uncharted territories for you. Not not just hey, <laughs> not just hey, I want to get into singing, or now I've got this song that I like that I want to make a video about. That was all new. Yes. But the whole rest of it was also uncharted territory for you. It was. I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, hey, this is the th- this is the, this is this thing I think I might really enjoy doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it was all new. Every bit it of it. It was all of it. So that's kind of exciting. It was exciting and yeah, it is exciting. Are you aware of the attention that Gordon Keith on the ticket gave your song? Well, yes, I was aware at the time. And then he continues on doing that and I love that. You also know that there's been a number of cover versions of your song. Yes. Have you seen several of the covers? I, th- I have. Are there any favorite cover versions oh, of your song? Oh, goodness. And I like all of them. What a huge compliment. I know. It was fun. Because to me what that says is you've written and created a really, really catchy Right. Tune that makes people really happy to listen to. Yes. En- enough that people, because these <laughs> these are all musical acts right. that are busy making a lot of music. It's their job to put out music. That's right. They liked it enough to use their talent and time That's to right. recreate your song. That's a huge compliment. It is. It was yeah. fun. I've reached out to three or four of those. So, oh, good. Yeah. Hello. So, so they, they think of you very fondly. Good. Not, they don't just like your song. I think they like <laughs> you as a person, and that's understandable. Have you been able to make any money off of your music? I really have not made much at all. And, and that's okay. It's It's been exposure. You know, everything was just steps along the way and things that happened, you know, that opened, it opened doors, some doors closed, you know, and, and I'm still believing that God has a plan with it all. And I started taking um, guitar lessons about, I think it's been three years ago. So you had never played guitar before? I never played the guitar so before. So you just picked up a guitar three years ago? I did. Incredible. And I decided... Because I've played guitar for 25 years. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know that I would have the courage to pick it up now. Really? Well... well courage, courage probably is the wrong word, but you know, I wouldn't... I don't know. I just... I, yeah. I, I would think, oh, I'm too old. I'm not going to pick up a new... I'm not going to pick something new up like that. Right. I would have a hesitancy because of that reason, which isn't a good reason, but that, but that would be my human response to that. So that's very cool that yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm into music now. I did. Why, why shouldn't I learn I a new instrument? Well, and I thought, and I'm from Texas. What girl? Darn right. You know, sings without yep. a guitar. So anyway, so I'm just, you know, that's been a process. And and if you play the guitar, you know, it just, it just takes time. And so... I have reached out, trying to find, you know, like people that would want to accompany me, and it just hasn't worked out mm-hmm. like I want it to yet, and so I just am 
I keep working on what I'm working on and well, you just have to find your Kenny Rogers, right? I do. So Do- Dolly Parton found <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Back. <laughs> Dolly Parton found Kenny Rogers, and they did great together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Islands in the stream. <laughs> just keep dreaming about your, your islands in the stream. <laughs> have you been successful in getting the men in your life to comply with the three-second rule? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> Has well, no one asked you that question? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. I feel like that's the most obvious question I could possibly well, ask you. Well, um, my husband, you know, was one that was not a real follower years ago, and he he has come a long way. But anyway, it's been neat to hear people in their relationships tell me, and he's following the rule, you know, or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, I just love that about it. I, I think it's an awesome rule. <laughs> it is an awesome rule, and an even better song. <laughs> Is there something I've forgotten to ask you? I don't think so. Is there anything that you're willing to share that you haven't shared with anyone else that you've done an interview with? Nothing deeply personal, just maybe a fun fact or anything you just, any kind of Gravity Beard exclusive so that I can, <laughs> I can claim I got something claim exclusive. Pain. Yes, I got something exclusive out of, out of Lisa oh, Gale. Oh, goodness. Oh, give it, well. Give, it, give, give us a Lisa Gale exclusive specifically for the Gravity Beard podcast. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how to say this. Um, I'm working on a new album, and it the title I'm not gonna give it I'm not gonna give it all away, but the title all of the songs are gonna have to are going to uh, have something to do with men. All right, okay, <laughs> and you haven't told anybody that. Um, if I have, it's not publicly. Not, no, you haven't done it in an interview or on a public. I have form. not done it. So publicly. I'm sco- I'm getting a scoop. You are <laughs> terrific. Okay. <laughs> I want to do one more thing before we go. Okay. Okay. So Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Do you have any favorite Thanksgiving memories? Oh, Thanksgiving's my favorite favorite holiday. I just lots of food. I love the food. <laughs> what are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? Oh, broccoli and rice casserole, sweet potato casserole, strawberry pretzel salad. That sounds amazing. Yes, it is amazing. <laughs> I'm assuming your kids believed in Santa Claus growing up. Yes. Did you believe in Santa Claus growing of up? Of course. <laughs> do, do you do you remember the moment where you, where the myth was blown for you? No, because as long as I still believed, it still happened. So I always believed. <laughs> so you still believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> That's the best answer I've gotten so far. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow it for you. Did you take any notable family vacations growing up? We always went to Red River, New Mexico and snow skied. That was my parents' favorite place. Tell me about your first job. Oh, my first job. Oh, my goodness. Burger King. <laughs> where, where was it? In Hearst. <laughs> Fant- do you remember what you got paid? No. <laughs> no. Like minimum some, wage. <laughs> some, some of, that, that might have predated minimum wage. It might have been like some amount per day. Yeah. Got like, we're gonna give you it 20, didn't last very long. We're going to give you 20 bucks a week. And you have to do whatever we want you to do. <laughs> Tell me about your first car. Oh, well, my dad was in the car business, and I had a, was it 70, let me think about this. I think it was a 75 Malibu mm-hmm. that my daddy had stripped and paint and did um, pearlized paint and the mag wheels and everything. So I think I drove it for a week or two, and some guy wanted it, and my dad sold it. And there you go. Yeah. So what, what was the first car that you owned that you kept for a while? Or what, what was the first car that you bought? Oh. Or, or the first one that you had for a while that you felt like... Um, the, the, the car that you really felt was your car. 
my red, my Coca-Cola red Cadillac Eldorado. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Any pets growing up? Oh, we always had dogs. Any, anything else besides a dog? Mm, maybe rabbits. We had a whole parade of animals through our house. So that's why I think it's a good question. <laughs> we had all kinds of animals. Uh, any other uh, fun memories growing up? Yeah, me and my brother were always real close and fun, and he was always acting silly. And we always had, you know, he's real funny, and he mm-hmm. looks like um, Kid Rock. Ah. And so, you know, he's just, he's always playing practical jokes on me and things like that. <laughs> Are you a sports fan? Um, so so. <laughs> that's a very polite no. That's what, that's what that means. That's all I have for you. Okay. Is there anything you want to promote before we go? Tell people some of the places where they can find your stuff. You can find my stuff on CD Baby and iTunes and Reverb Nation. And you've you've got a Twitter. I am at uh, Lisa Gale number eight. Facebook. And then Facebook is Lisa Gale, just a musician page. And then Instagram is Lisa Gale 2003. Got it. All right. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Lisa Gale, you're very sweet. You're very kind. You're obviously very generous because you've given me some of your time today. I really do appreciate that. It was really great to meet you. You too. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) There she goes. Our new friend, Lisa Gale. Lisa, we wish you nothing but great success. And now, as promised, we welcome to the show the pride of Swansea, South Wales, the Hounds of Czar. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, not a problem. No problem. A pleasure. Thanks for having us. Tell me about the band. How would you describe it? This, this band does not... Um, we have certain rules about the music we play. You're allowed to record it once. Uh, you're allowed no retakes. Um, the music has to be written on the spot. So we're, we're pretty spontaneous. In fact, the... The three-second rule cover, without doubt, is the longest song that we've ever recorded. Usually our songs are about 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> a bit longer than that. Maybe. But a yeah. minute. A minute. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're mainly a studio project, but we've made, yeah. we've made a, a film. Yeah, we've made a 20-minute long film, short film, musical. It's doing the festival circuits at the moment, film festivals. It's been shown at one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he said festivals, but he meant doing the circuit of film festival. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're, we're not we're not very popular. No. <laughs> we like us. Yeah. We try and slot things in around uh, a nine to five job, and we don't get often get the opportunity to all meet up. So when we do write a song uh, or uh, mess about some instruments, we try and cram it all in about three hours. And sometimes we've written four songs in about three yeah. hours. We managed to do the the three-second rule song. We learnt it, played it through, recorded it, and did the video in three hours. Yeah, about three and a half hours. Yeah, about three, three and a half, half hours. hours. Yeah. So it's like it's like our concept album. It's like, uh, yeah, the longest piece of music. Yeah, we've got like 300-odd songs. We literally just like, oh, there's by the bus stop today. Right, let's write a song about it. And then we record it and then just move on to the next song. Yeah. Or thought. It's like going to the lavatory. We just do it and flush and then carry on. But the, yeah, the three second rule I think is the only cover song that we've done. No, we've done uh, Little Wings oh, yes. by Gormley. What's his name? I hated that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought the other song, the Lisa song was so much stronger. You know, it was fun to play. Yeah. When did you first hear about Lisa Gill and the three-second rule? Um, I think it was a friend of mine, Ian Holloway, um, and he sent it to me on Facebook. 
he knows like I like sort of weird outsider sort of uh, things anyway and he sent it to me he said you should check this out so I checked it out and um, like I just thought it was really strange like the mu- the production side of the music was really weird but the the song was really catchy and really cool and um, so I was like guys you've got to hear this you know should we get together and, and do a cover and see uh, b- well, basically if we could uh, you know, go viral or, you know, just jump on the bandwagon to see if, if we could get a few hits from doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so that that's pretty much how it came about. And then, then we did start to see all the sort of trolling and people being really, really nasty mm. yeah. to Lisa. And we were like, oh. and we were like, you know, this is, this is pretty sucky. Mm. Let's like be nice to her and make her, let her know that, you know, we're not taking the, the mick that we actually do like the song. It's a great song, you know, totally, really, really great song. But the, the production of the original, is, to me, it sounded like um, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, you know, mm-hmm. the TV program, you know, the bass, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. And I just found it, I don't know, it just really, it was just so strange to me. It was like, it was like a country song with line dances in the video, but then the music was just so strange it's like it didn't belong together but once you look past all that you know it's a really catchy song and the three second rule is a different meaning over here as well in the uk it means um the three second rule is when you drop food on the floor oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. and um if you drop say you're eating a sandwich and you drop a sandwich on the floor someone will say three second rule which means that you've got three seconds to pick it up and you can still eat it. It takes uh, germs three seconds to get. Yeah, <laughs> and it was on the BBC website as well. They did some. Um, they looked into the the uh, science behind it yeah. to see if it mattered or not, and uh, it doesn't matter to do with how dirty your floor is. I, <laughs> I like the lyrics well, as well. I think I think that the message is is entertaining in the song. Yeah, it's like the idea of you know it's not about infidelity. It's about setting limitations on how long you're allowed to ogle members of the opposite sex. So yeah. I think that's kind of progressive, you know, even though a lot of people thought it was just bullying. Share me your, your other impressions of the song in the video. Yeah, um, I, I think something that we miss is her personality as well, you know, shines through it. I think I'm a big fan of hers and friends are on Facebook and stuff and... Uh, yeah, when, when, when I told Wayne that we were going to do this, he got really nervous. He thought, oh, she's going to be on at the same time. And he got a bit starstruck. <laughs> so I, I was like, it's okay, Lisa Gale's not going to be online. Another reason as well we were interested in the song was because, like Rod said, because of all the trolling that she was getting. And as much as, you know, uh, trolling is something which takes three seconds, is completely anonymous. And she had the balls to record, produce her own song. And, you know, whatever you think about it, that's a braver move than the criticism that she was getting. Yeah, yeah. And also another reason why people shouldn't give her so much shit. She's, she's, she's a person, she's a hairdresser, you know? She's not somebody who spent 60 squillion dollars of somebody else's money on it. Somebody having a go. And I always think, well, you know, that's exactly what we do. So, well, we applaud it. Guys, thank you very much for coming on the Gravity Beard podcast. It's been fun. I've I've really enjoyed getting to know you guys and um and just talking about the story and the and the three second rule. So so thanks thanks so much and best of luck to you guys. Yeah, Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Give man. give my love to Lisa Gale Aldred. Yeah. yeah. Say say hello from us and enjoy your breakfast. We're off to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys so much. We'll talk to you later. Okay, See cheers, man. Bye. Right. You can find the Hounds of Czar on YouTube and SoundCloud. You can also say hello to them on Twitter or Facebook. And I'll air a full-length version of my interview with them later this month. 
Interesting developments in our intern search. We have a number of emerging contenders. The first one is Lou. Lou is a, uh, a little person. He's hardworking and crazy good at balloon animals and courtroom sketch artistry. However, don't pick him up. He hates that. Then there's Melinda. She was a standout in the rap battle in Punt, Pass, and Kick. She also speaks Latin. Only Latin. Other notables are Dennis. He's a local plumber and had a stunning time in the 40 and makes a mean gumbo. Troy, who doesn't really seem to be good at anything except he has the best origami skills I've ever seen. Also, he occasionally loses his mind and thinks he's a marsupial. And that's not everyone, so you can see we have a lot of work to do before we make our final decision. The Gravity Beard Podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TheGravityBeard. And of course, we're on Facebook. You can also email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear from you. Hey, Liam, what's our theme song? In the mix by Jake Dexter. That's right, and you can find him all over the internet by searching Jake Dexter or Jake Dexter Music. In this episode, we used a cover version of the three-second rule by the Hounds of Czar. Details and links for this and other covers can be found in the episode notes. And shortly, you'll hear Lisa's original version of the three-second rule in its entirety. And now we're treating you to Quit in Time by Patrick Lee, CC by NCSA 3.0. You can search for him by name at freemusicarchive.org. I want to give special thanks to my friend Tyler. Without him... I'm certain this episode would have never been made, but it was, and it was one of the most fun we've done to date. Thanks, Tyler. The next couple of months are going to be a busy time for the show. We're going to attempt to do an NFL playoff preview show. Then we'll air our full-length interview with the Hounds of Czar, who of course appeared on this episode. After that, will be a variety of things. Of course, we'll do an NFL postseason show and discuss the Super Bowl. I have a millennial stopping by. Josh Hallmark from our Americana is coming on the show to tell his story. My friend Dave from Cleveland will come on the show at some point. Plus, occasionally in 2017, we're going to travel back in time 25 years and focus on the year 1992. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Well, you just have to find your Kenny Rogers, right? I do. So Do- Dolly Parton found <laughs> I'm Kenny not Rogers. Get back. Dolly Parton found Kenny Rogers, and they did great together. Yeah. Because as long as I still believed, it still happened. So I always believed. So you still believe in Santa Claus? Of course I do. That's the best answer I've gotten so far. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow it for you. Have you been successful in getting the men in your life to comply with the three-second rule? <laughs> That's a good question. Has well, no one asked you that question? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. And I began to tell Desi we're going to be famous. And now, without further delay, the original version of The Three-Second Rule by Lisa Gale. Well,
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.